What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. The fight. Wait up. This isn't really the fight podcast. This is the Guru's Corner. You guys join today. The absolute best show in all of pro boxing. Host my you're hosted by your boy Serge Vicente and my brother from another, the guru himself, B Camp. What is going on, my brother? Serge, what is good? Thank you for having me back. Um, your plant is looking good right now. I can't hold you. That Man, plant looks it looks real you know healthy. Way, he- way healthier than the plant that's to the right of me that you can't see. That's why it's off camera. Brother got a green thumb. You know what I'm saying? We gotta sit here, have, have the, the decent, you know. We gotta have the vibes right when we in here. We ain't really my my own crib, so I had to make sure I'm making everything else real, real vibey. The good art you showing off. You know what I'm saying? We try, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it's better than like the dungeon I was in last week. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that. I'm happy you are feeling better. Shout out to you. Man. COVID, COVID negative. Back in the scene. Man, back out in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Not really. because yeah, last they, left the house for all of one second and got COVID. Ain't that a bitch? I was in the house for months on end. I did what you were supposed to do. I wore a mask everywhere. I did. I literally, I, I think I know the moment I got that shit. I walked into this little event. I had a mask on and nobody else did. And I looked at Tasha. I said, man, I kind of feel weird being the only guy without his mask on, but I think I might keep it. And she said, well, if that's the choices you make, like you want to be the weird motherfucker with the mask, like fine. And I was like, man, you right. We good. I go out there and take my mask off. I think COVID hit me directly as soon as I took that damn mask off. <laughs> I feel like there's a thing for people that are outside building immunity. Like people that are outside, they usually get COVID at some point, but they just be outside and they, they don't be having no problems. I feel like their immune system gets stronger because they be in the streets. In the street. I think that's right. I think that's what it is. I, I think yeah, they are. It's just the fuckery and the guys, you know, and the ladies that are out there having a good time, enjoying life for what it is, kicking it, getting monkey pox and anything else, man, they're, they're enjoying themselves. They're getting more immune than the rest of us at this point. Every time you talk about being in the streets, I feel like I'm getting like a side eye from you. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, you ain't in the streets like that. But look, we can talk about and have, you know, an episode of Be In Mind Escapades. But uh, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about boxing. And uh, what was that? A little bit. Of that. Only a little bit. A little bit. Uh, we we could talk about some by a little bit of escapades and a little bit of boxing. Fuck it, we can definitely do that. Um, <laughs> but uh, this weekend, biggest fight of the weekend in terms of the world of boxing was absolutely the rematch. Saudi Arabia bound. It was Alexander Usyk versus Anthony Joshua, the former champion, trying to regain his titles that he lost. Um, was it last year? Earlier this year? Earlier this year? He uh, last year he lost. It was last year. Yeah, last, last year he year. lost. Um, so it was the rematch, you know, Joshua goes in there, has a, a, a new team. He's trained by Robert Garcia, the great Robert Garcia. And I think a lot of people had questions going into this matchup. The fight happens. It was more competitive than the first fight, but same results. Alexander Usyk gets a split decision victory. I don't think any of us really thought it was a split decision victory, but he gets a split decision victory. Um, and he is still the champion. B, what are your thoughts on not only the fight itself, but in fact, let's do this. Let's let, let's give praise to the champion. What did you see from Usyk that surprised you or you really like appreciated? that he did in this matchup, aside from coming off of the front lines and being a war hero? 
it's just the adjustments. I think one of the cool things in the sport of boxing, and you know, I got into boxing in 09, Mayweather's real hot. And so you see Mayweather fight and you see he's not, it's not just, he just doesn't just come within a game plan. He's making right. adjustments throughout the fight. And that's what you see great fighters do. And that's what you see Usyk do from the first fight to the second fight. Some things are the same. He realizes it doesn't work. He makes adjustments. And the ninth round doesn't go well for him. He makes an adjustment in, in the tenth, adds a little bit more distance, a little bit more movement. He ups, ups the activity. He knows his tank is better than AJ. So he, mm -hmm. he he's always adjusting and he never gives up. He has the mind. He has the heart of a champion. Literally what you said before, coming off the front lines in the same year that he has to defend, three heavyweight belts. And we're not talking about the same year. We're talking about probably the same six months he's doing in, in just one half, half of the year. Yep. When he got touched up in that ninth round, the yep. way he responded in that 10th round, it was like Goku after after Frieza kill Krillin. That, that's what he looked like. It, it, it was free, Frieza kill Krillin, and they, he was in flow state, like full flow full for the rest of the fight. State. Like and The way in that 10th round, in that 10th round, the way he turned joshua in that corner the way he threw that check right hand and spun joshua to the fact that now joshua was in the corner and he was on the unloading shots was some of the footwork and things that he does is so is so really really beautiful to watch um how did you yeah, have it scored like, after Usyk, going into that 10th round Usyk even knows how to be hurt good like he gets Man, hurt right? but like he's hurt really good <laughs> like he's the best possible hurt you could possibly be. He knows how to move. He's still yep. using angles. He isn't throwing as much. He's covering up his body, but his legs haven't yep. gone. His legs are still strong and he's using yep. his movement. Gets out the round and buys himself that time. So he's able to come out that way in the 10th Absolutely. round. I'm sorry. I, I got away from your question. No, no, no worries. No worries. No, you, cause I, I mean, I love what you said though. That that's exactly what he does. And one thing that I really want to do, because I, I know we're going to talk a lot about Joshua, <laughs> But so, but I so I wanted to make sure that we're giving him praise and due to the champion because he truly is a great champion. And like uh, the last thing I'll say in terms of like to your point, him being a great champion, mm -hmm. we are talking about heavyweight fighters. Yeah, I don't think yep. a lot of people even are able to grasp the level of stamina that Alexander Usyk has to have to be able to perform like that over twelve rounds. Mm -hmm. Any other heavyweight. They're leaning each on each other by round eight. Absolutely. AJ's, AJ's stamina for a heavyweight was probably great for this fight. Like yeah. it, it's the best yeah. you can imagine for a heavyweight. Usyk's yeah. just on another level. He's just on another level to look like that as a heavyweight in the ten. He's also rounds. and for those who do not know, Alexander Usyk is also a gold medalist in the Olympics. But here's the difference between Anthony Joshua was a gold medalist in the Olympics who won the the gold medal at at super heavyweight. Usyk won the gold medal at middleweight. Think about that. He's just obviously, he, he had to be far more athletic. He had to use footwork, power, athleticism, you know, and all that. For him to do that, have moved all the way to up to heavyweight and still carry that athleticism is really impressive. Yeah, it's tough, but it's impressive. Any, everything that Usyk does... Um, from the way he handles adversity to Joshua's meltdown after the fight um, to how he performs in the ring. Like everything he does is, is class. And, and then up to the fight, he's just so playful. He seems like a nice guy. Now he seems a bit weird. Genuinely nice guy. He seems a very, very weird. Dude is strange. Like weird, weird in the best ways. We all have right. a weird friend. Usyk <laughs> is my weird friend. That's fine. Right. <laughs> For sure. Um, okay, so let, let's transition a little bit. We we all you, know how you, great Usyk is. You asked a question before, my bad. I... 
no, no worries. Shit's gone now. We we moving. Uh, <laughs> um, in terms of oh, that's what I was asking, and and this can kind of even go into how did you have it scored? Because I, the early going in the fight, it, it was a competitive fight. I mean, I think I might have had it three three, and after the first six. I think, you know, maybe, maybe four, two, but it was still competitive that, you know, each guy were having their moments. Um, what did you think about Anthony Joshua and his new game with Robert Garcia? I saw the fight very differently the first time I watched it and the second okay. time I watched it. So right. the first time I watched it, the fight felt a lot closer than it was. I started to see a lot of those changes he made with Robert Garcia. And those things were real. He did commit to the body a little bit more. He was a little bit more aggressive. His guard was even different. He was shelling up as opposed to using Absolutely. as, as opposed yep. to using the long guard. He tries to yep. parry, parry that jab a lot. He was shelling up a lot more, which made Usyk have, have to adjust as well. Yeah. So some yeah. of those changes you were able to see, and they were there, but he was still a fighter in between trainers. So he would right. apply that pressure. He would apply that body work in spurts, in moments. Maybe that's something to do with pacing himself. Maybe that's something to do with stamina, but it wasn't necessarily consistent throughout. Now he had his moments and those are the moments you're going to see up here in the replays. But outside of those moments, the fight was in the middle of the ring. Usyk yep. was still able to dominate a lot of those moments. And yeah, Usyk's punches are not going to be as damaging as AJ, but he's still landing tons of them. I was even surprised yeah. at a certain point, the punch stats are something somewhere during the middle rounds. Usyk had only landed a few more punches than Joshua. But it just seems like so much more because he's touching him so consistently. It, so and it's I much more clean. When the when, when Joshua when he's landing some of those shots, he's pushing some of them. A lot of them are hitting glove. A lot of them are getting you know he, you know Usyk because of his fantastic footwork is rolling off of him. But the way when Usyk makes con he's he's connecting, it's clean. There's no ifs ands or buts. You know exactly what happens. You see Joshua's head pop back and. It, I mean, again, it's 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 like watching a heavyweight Lomachenko. It's beautiful to watch. It, it is. And so to get back to your question, how did I have the fight scored? I think through the first six rounds, I think 4-2 is probably the best you can do. Yeah. 4-2 four, yeah. four, in favor of Usyk. That's the best you can yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. Then Joshua probably bags 8-9. So yep. if you're looking at yep. after, after Definitely the 8-9, yeah. If you're looking after the ninth, ninth round, you could probably have it 4-5. But that mm -hmm. final push by Usyk, that's just something that Joshua doesn't have. That's not something he will ever have. And that's not to take anything away from Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is a good heavyweight in a decent time. But Alexander Usyk is going to outperform him 10 times out of 10 if he can't right. put together that final stretch. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, One thing I'll say this. I wish well, the only the only I don't even want to say it's a criticism or a critique. Only thing I wish I saw more of Anthony Joshua, and like you said, he's 80 stones. He's a big dude. It might not be feasible for him oh, to do are, this. Are we talking to stones now? I mean, that's what you said. I don't know <laughs> how to, what the fuck that really means. Uh, so I, so like 60 pounds. I believe I have a friend from the UK, had this conversation. Okay. What the fuck is a stone? I believe a stone is equivalent to 14 pounds, which is a arbitrary-ass number, but I do believe that's what it is. Yo, wh what kind of ass back, like, Never mind. I, I don't. Y'all got metric system and stones over there. What king or queen told y'all to do this nonsense, and why do you still do it? Look, Regardless, I mean, you guys have fantastic fight fans. I, I'll give you that. All right. Um, he. But I'll say it is. Look, he's a big. He's a big dude. Um, 
I would have liked to see him try to lean on and lay on Usyk more. Um, I feel like he was trying out to, he was doing too much to try to just outbox him. He, you're not going to outbox Alexander Usyk. You're not going to sit here. And he did a great job. He moved his head more than I've ever seen him do. He did a ever. lot of things that I've, I've ever seen him do. I mean, the way that he was darting in and out sometimes, I was like, well, look at this. It was great. And I'm happy that we saw those adjustments. And the fact that he can make those adjustments in, in six months, I mean, it, it, it's a tribute to how great he is, right? But I was And how hard he works. And how hard he works. Absolutely. But I just wish I saw more of the physicality, the less of being a like do both. You know, I, I want to see you hold. I mean, it's hard to compare, obviously. But if you look at somebody like George Foreman and what he used to do, especially when he got older, he used to lean on dudes. He used to, you know, make you carry his weight. And and he, damn it, I don't even got to talk about him. Tyson Fury. Look when Tyson Fury fought Deontay Wilder. He utilizes size and weight, leaned on him, but then utilizes a sharp jab and a straight right hand. You, you tell me Anthony Joshua can't can't implement a game plan like that? He can. He absolutely can. And it's always going to be easy for us in here playing around, absolutely. shooting the shit absolutely. On, on, your, on your podcast. I am not standing in front of Alexander Usyk. And so a lot of it's easier said than done when you have a fighter like Usyk who's going to make all those things substantially more difficult. He's not standing one place. He's not standing still. He's he's creating angles. He's moving from side to side. AJ's just trying to stay in front of him. You're talking about landing an effective jab. He's trying to get his feet right. So there's a lot that he And he's thinking about all the new stuff that he learned. He's not reacting at this point in time. He's still thinking about what he's trying to do. And you, at moments, you can even see like the wheels turning and him trying to figure that shit out. At my job, we call it analysis paralysis. Like when you start my job, you just have so many tools at your disposal that you can use. It's a lot to take on. Yeah. You can see AJ in moments during that fight suffering from analysis paralysis where he'd land a good, a good shot here and there, but then he'd yeah. just be thinking. Usyk's great angles, darting yeah. dart in and out. He's using that, using that right hook, that sweeping right hook that I love huh. so many times in the 10th, in the 10th yeah. round. He's just coming from so many angles, and you just get analysis paralysis, like, what yeah. can I do? Sometimes he needs to just be the bully and go for it. I felt like I, yeah, there were absolutely. times in the ninth round, maybe he's tired. It is the ninth round, but he could have went for it just a little bit more. There were a few moments in the ninth round, I was like, oh, did you just engage a clinch? Like, At 1,000%. Did, did you just clinch him? Yep. Right now, you have him on the ropes, ropes, and you created a clinch. Yep. What the fuck? Like that was baffling to me. Let let your hands go. You are down in the yeah. fight, which I don't think he knew. They were lying to him in the corner, and I think that was a whole other strategy in terms of repairing a damaged mindset. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about his slight. We'll talk about it in a second. Slight, yeah. slight and temporary breakdown after the fight, but they even mentioned during the broadcast that one of the things they emphasized during training camp was positivity and you can see yeah. during the earlier rounds you're winning every round you're doing good i'm like nigga you don't believe that shit you do not believe that yeah. he's winning he's winning every single but round. you know but what you they had to you keep know him you're confident. Athlete. yeah they had to keep exactly. him they had to keep him aggressive and i don't know if that, whether that speaks to a fragile mindset or not but he he had i i don't think he knew that he was down and maybe he needed to empty the tank at that moment or maybe he would have gone for it a little bit more because he went mm-hmm. for it he went after it mm-hmm. but like get knocked out that that's how i want to see you go for it again you're talking about something easier said than done that's easier said than done you know like don't don't nobody want to get touched like that all right that's the last thing anybody wants to do so um but he did make some adjustments that i really liked and 
and me personally, I, I would like to see another another fight with him with Robert Garcia and those guys. I, I would like to see what they continue doing because I actually think they brought something really positive to his game that he hasn't had in a long time. So uh, for me, like I want to see that going forward. But here, l- l- let's transition okay. a little bit to this. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead before we transition. I, I think that. I think he rediscovered a couple of the things that made him AJ in terms of aggressive aggression. But at the same time, I, I still say that he was stuck in between two styles. So we saw it sometimes. And I think he did a good job like throughout the fight of showing those moments. It wasn't like he just got tired and completely reverted to the to the old True. AJ that was a bit yeah. more tentative after the Ruiz fight. Because that, that's what I'm talking about. After yeah, the absolutely. Ruiz fight, AJ has been a much more tentative fighter. He wasn't the monster. That and he looked, he looked the, the most confident I've seen since that first Ruiz fight. Going Even in the losing it. effort. I've, I've, yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, so let, let's transition to this, though. That's perfect. Speaking of the losing effort. After the fight, he has somewhat of, uh, people are calling it a breakdown. Hip, he, hip. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Literally goes out there, ha- has his Kanye moment. I'm, I'm going to give you a second, but before that, I'm going to say this. And goes on, you know, he's praising Usyk, but he's doing it in a really awkward way. It, it's... um. It, it, it was one of the most cringy moments that I've ever seen in in professional boxing. Uh, it was it was rough to watch, and I, obviously I have some some thoughts. But before I get to that, I mean, when you saw it, what were your your what was your your mindset? What was your thoughts seeing him in that moment? I mean, you know me. It, it, the first time I see something like that, like I want to roast his bitch ass. Like I was like, nigga, you look like a fucking goofy. This ain't the WWE's ass. Vince McMahon his way back to the ring and just thought he was gonna grab the mic and cut a promo. No, nigga, it's not that type of party. But in reality, so yeah, that that's my first. That was thought. rough. Now, now when I come back down to earth, you think about, you can kind of empathize with him. This this guy lost the titles. Yeah. Um, he got it. He cleaned out most cleaned out some of his camp. He goes with the Robert Garcia has a training camp. He works really, really hard. And you can see those changes throughout the course of the fight that he did everything that he could possibly do in that little amount of time to transform himself into a fighter that could be Usyk. But he couldn't. He still came up short. Oof. And then everything starts Oof. to swirl around. You have yeah. the expectations placed on you by the yes. UK. You're, AJ yeah. is a god for all intents and purposes. One the of the UK. biggest stars so, in the UK. They they have the entire zone platform damn near built around AJ. The yep. the responsibility that he's a little bit more aware of and cares more about than most boxers do. You know, you got yeah. boxers out here tweeting crazy about mental health on Twitter and whatnot. That's not AJ. He cares a little bit no. more about his platform. Yeah. He cares a little bit yeah. more about his public image. But when you care a little more, that creates weight on your shoulders. And and then you under you know you have all the all the chatter out there. He wants to combat all so that. Much you don't, you yeah. don't, you don't take loss as well. You, you, you was putting your arm around Andrew Ruiz, congratulating him when he took, he took your belt, and at the same time, he is a nice guy and wants to be respectful. And I think yes. all of that pressure, all of those emotions, are just swirling around, and he doesn't yeah. really know how to take it in that moment. So for me, it was embarrassing. It was, but within 24 hours, AJ came out. He apologized. Yeah. We understand he was under immense pressure after a loss. I'm willing to let it go. But in that moment, that was embarrassing for a, an athlete of his stature. It just was. He just imploded. I, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, I, had, I, th- I had more empathy from the jump. I was just like, damn, for him to do this and 
because the first thing I think of is how everybody just absolutely crushed him after he sh- didn't show enough emotion after the Andy Ruiz loss, right? He, he's not giving us enough. So I felt bad for him in that moment. Uh, it, it's, it sucks, you know, it is because it's like you said, every, you hit everything on the head. I mean, he's emotional. He felt like he wanted to get his belts back. He's lost his belts before, but he was able to, to rebound and get them back. He, he knew he can do it again. I, if I make these adjustments, I'll be able to get it. And he wasn't able to get it. And he knows he lost. Even when you hear him talking to, to Usyk that one time, Usyk was trying to tell him, dude, you're strong. I think even in his language, I don't think he was even just saying strong. I think there was like, a, I think he was trying to say like, bro, like you're dope. Like that was great kind of thing. You know, I think he was giving him props in the moment, but he ended up saying strong. What a strong, strong don't mean shit. I still lost. You got skills. You know what I mean? And just even seeing that, it's it's cringy as it is. I just feel more bad for him. I'm glad he came out, you know, apologized, said whatever. It was ex- definitely embarrassing for him in the moment, but I just I just felt terrible for him, man. It's it's a lot, and he's one of those guys that's really taken a lot of shit from a lot of people. That's included. Oh, absolutely. And and here's the thing: I think if he hasn't didn't break down in that way, if even if it was a, a like, here's the thing. I love Deontay Wilder. I crushed Deontay Wilder for months for that nonsense he was spewing at because of the the suit being too heavy and whatnot after the second um you know fight with uh, Tyson Fury. So I'm gonna keep it a bean. If you if you if you acted goofy, I'm gonna call it say when you acted a goofy, you acted a goofy in this. But I empathize with you at the same time. It was one of those moments. Uh, aside from the aggressive pounds which i thought was a little crazy i'm like bro loma is fresh off the front front lines he will shoot yes. you uh, so, absolutely but like, murky uh, in this moment uh, aside from the aggressive pounds like it was like a meltdown in the nicest way possible like he's nicest like melting, way possible he's like melting down and like trying to make trying to tell y'all hey like i'm big and heavy i'm doing what i can do but like who's a great fighter hip hip hooray Nigga, uh, when he said hip hip parade, the whole crowd said hip hip parade back so awkward and like, like it seemed like they were getting punked into it. Hip hip hooray. Oh, okay. He was like, hip hip, like looking at everybody, glaring and shit. Hip hip. I was they like, in Saudi Arabia. Do, do they even hip hip hooray over there? I don't Is know, that a thing? man. It, it was, it was, it was the most cringy shit ever, but um, I. I'm glad he apologized. I hope he's okay. And honestly, I, I look forward to seeing him um, compete again soon. Now, I'm going to ask you this. I would personally, and I think it's the best bet, I think it is time to have him and Deontay Wilder fight. I think it's a perfect time after Deontay gets through Helena's, you know, in that fight. I want to see him. Hoping he gets through it. If he gets through. Not just looking over because dude is capable. But if he gets through that fight next year, we need to see Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. It's time. Both y'all got L's now. It's okay. Like, let's go. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, that's still a huge fight, especially it's if Joshua, comes, Joshua comes back, comes back. Let's say Joshua fights a, he can do a, a rewrite, a rematch with Dillian White. Let's say he could fight a Daniel Dubois type um, okay. you know, there's guys like Philip Her- Hergovic, like there's all types of Joe, Joe Joyce. Did, uh, uh, did he beat Joe Joyce already? 
I can't remember. But there's all types of like mid-level heavyweights. I can tell you who I think he's going to get a fight with eventually. Um, Zayli Zhang, the guy who lost to Philip Hergovic in in the fight before that. He looked really good in a loss. I think his stock rolls a ton and he's going to get some paydays in the future. So I think we could see that fight at some point, especially coming coming back from this loss. Um, So there's a lot of mid-level heavyweights that would match up well with Anthony Joshua. I think he does need a win or two against that mid-level tier. And then you would have Deontay Wilder come back and hopefully beat Robert Hellenius. That's when you can start to pull the trigger on that fight. But they do, they, they both need some give rebound each, wins. Give each of them a rebound fight, win. That's yeah. that's a, a big fight. You, Absolutely. You come, both of them come off of losses. You probably lose like whatever you were going to make, you probably lose like 20% right there. Whereas yep. they both come off of wins, you make that money right back. And 20% we're talking about is probably at least 20 mil. E- easily. Easily. Um, all right. Well, I love that. I think that that should happen next. Um, in terms of what's happening with uh, Usyk, maybe Fury comes, quote unquote, comes out of retirement or not. I no, honestly no. don't know what he's doing. Fury and said he's not retired. That? Fury said he's not retired. I saw something today that said he has instructed his manager, Frank Warren, to make the fight with Alexander Usyk or start starting Perfect. those conversations. Perfect. Uh, Fury's, Fury's probably going to be a bit crazy about money, so that may stall at some point, but Fury says right. he's not retired. He's going after the fight with Usyk. Usyk is clearly going after that fight. He said that's the only fight for him, and it's it, it's it's not a pretty fight. Not a pretty fight at all. Nope. And actually, it's probably a 50-50 fight. Like, there's a lot of things that both both of those guys can do. Like, Usyk's just not one to be counted out. And Fury just has size and skill like we've never seen before in a heavyweight. It's honestly a compelling matchup. Look, it's a fight that needs to happen. I hope that that is the next fight for both of them. So maybe in the spring we end up seeing that fight. Um, if it does come fruition, it, it will be one of the biggest fights of the year. Absolutely. It's going to be a huge fight. Um, and I, and again, I hope it happens. Uh, a fight so that like, is just being made. Um, I'm sorry. We, we got to move on uh, from that one. Uh, real quick, fight that is being made. Devin Haney, George Cambosis 2 is signed up. You want to talk about that really quick? Yeah, so let me see the official date. It's October 15th or 16th. I can't remember. I think it is the 16th that it's signed okay. for, October 16th, back in Australia. Um, a fight that no one really wants to see. No one's really giving Cambosis a chance. Like, Cambosis would have to develop the, the type of skill that he would need to beat Devin Haney. That's not going to come. And I'm not sure he has the one-punch knockout power to beat De- Devin Haney. It, so... It's tough to see that fight going any other way. I think Devin Haney comes out, establishes himself a little a little bit sooner. sooner, And like Devin Haney does, he dominates a, a wide decision. Maybe he goes a little bit more forward at the end and tries to get the knockout, but he's learned his lesson trying to listen to other people. I think he stay, stays comfortable within his own style, wins a wide decision, and moves on with his career. Playing, That's, playing that's what he should. It's a, fight, it's a fight that we don't need to see, but – George Cambersis, he he didn't take a, a step over fight. I've told you this before. He went straight into a high level fight with Devin Haney. This is part of his negotiated contract. Yep. I'll live yep. with it because this I'll live this with it. absolutely the, this. I rather take this rematch than a nobody for a, a step. Yeah, over fight. yeah. And honestly, I I appreciate this type of fight for Devin Haney because it keeps him sharp. Still having to fight somebody of that magnitude, he's going to come in locked in once again. I, I think this is good for him. I think this is good for his career moving forward. I think it's a relatively easy win for him, but it's still a good name and somebody keeps him sharp so that the next challenge that comes up, then we can really start talking or doing something. 
in terms of boxing, the world of boxing, there's some other things, but we don't got time to talk about that today. But you guys do definitely join us next week. Um, really quick, did you want to talk about uh, your boy, Leon Rocky Edwards? Talk about my boy. Um, oh, man. See, I've been, you could tell, you could let everybody know that I was singing my man's praises prior to it. You could tell him I, I, I was talking yeah. about it. You were conflicted, and I was texting you. I, I was on a text thread with you about four rounds in, and you were right there with the rest of us. So this nigga is getting his ass beat, and we all need to go to bed. <laughs> we we all need to go to bed. Usman's dominating him, and he is accepting the domination. And all of a sudden, he wasn't. All of a sudden, he wasn't. I now, I, I for a second, I thought the celebration was a little bit much. But understand that he like he comes from nothing and has reached the pinnacle the pinnacle of the sport. But I was like, my thing was like, I was watching like, hey. MMA. It, it it was warranted, and you know what it is. Like you said, if you know the story, you know the athlete. You know the fuck. Oh, Google, Google heard me yelling and started talking back to me. Freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> Happens. But uh, watching him be able to do his thing like that um, was fantastic, you know, really getting behind him. And that's like for the same way I felt when so felt very similar to when like when I saw Charles Oliveira finally win the title. When you see these guys that have been grinding forever and they finally get that opportunity, it just feels special. What are the chances that he gets that champion 10, 20, 30 percent and comes back and looks totally different? Or do we see the same type of fight we saw this time around? No, no, I think you see a, a lot better version of Leon Edwards. We saw a bad version of Leon, and Leon admitted that directly after the fight. He's like, look, I fought one of my worst fights, and I still won. Like, and, and, I, and I'm with him with that one. I thought this fight was close to start off. I don't think he was performing, whether it be an adrenaline dump, whether it be whatever it is. I, I, I think, look, Usman probably should be the favorite next time around. Don't be surprised if Leon Edwards dubs his ass again. And I was telling people that, like, it's an odd dynamic in combat sports. But when things like this happen, the champion come back a little bit, comes back a little bit different. You're not going to see the same guy that got dominated. They get an extra 10, 20, 30 percent and they show up and they move with that move with that confidence. Usman takes a little bit of confidence. Talking about they're making that fight at Wembley Stadium. That's going to be crazy. Dog. They do that at Wembley Stadium. You like Leon's coming out there on some whole new shit. He's gonna have way more confidence. And here's the thing: he's going in there knowing I fought like shit and I still knocked your ass out. But we both know that homecoming fight ain't all the confidence that everybody makes it out to be. Sometimes it's just too much pressure. Sometimes it is. But man, he started his career there, and, and he used to cook back then, back back in the day when he was there. I think he, he feels comfortable being home. Um, Regardless, I think it's going to be a great fight. It should happen in London. And uh, salute to Kamar Usman, a fantastic champion, and who has taken it like a fantastic champion. Good for him. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, unless unless Usman is, is over the hump, like certain times fighters don't necessarily come back the same after a knockout like that. And I think that is a very plausible outcome. He needs outcome, to take a long time but, off. All things considered, I, I don't necessarily see a world in which Usman doesn't get his belt back at some point in time. Not saying he does it in the rematch against Leon Edwards, but at some point in time, 
I feel like he's think about up. this. It, 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 it let let this end up being a situation like a Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky. All of a sudden, do you know? I, I just got your fucking number now. I you know I can I, I can get you. You know what I'm saying? And then we might see Leon go on a little bit of a run. I mean, it, it's very possible. But that's why this sport is so great. Usman gets his title back, and he like his value goes up. I've been quoting percentages. Like he he grows like thirty percent. Something about the champ getting that belt back and getting that lick back. Like uh-huh. people love that story. People love, love that, that story. story. Love it. I, I, I'll eat it up. I'll be and, the first to tell you. <laughs> and here's the thing: it let that be a fight that that it's like a fucking barn burner, and it's a split decision. We gonna get another fight. Like, yeah. we have an opportunity to have, like, a real legacy type of shit. Like, really, we do. On either you side. Know, on either side. And it's going to be a lot of fun. They're definitely going to fight at least one more time. Man, what? Yeah. A, it wasn't even that good of a fight. It was just that moment. With the first round was great. The, the last minute was great. I mean, you can't say all the great moments went to, uh, went, went to Edwards, but... He was just no, no, I'm, I'm saying the only time that there was exciting moments. I mean, mm-hmm. Kamar Usman did a lot of great stuff in that fight. I mean, the his the body work that he did in that fight alone was starting to look really good. That I thought was just sucking the life out of uh, out of Leon Edwards. I mean, he did so many great things. But again, I you you have to go and think about the the moments that stood out. Right? You you've never been taken down in your MMA career. This guy takes you down. You've never been not. You've never been beaten in the UFC. This guy beats you. You've never been finished in your MMA career. This guy finishes you. He gets the trifecta like that. That that is. Those are the big moments. That's the story. I, I think Usman comes back and just takes and makes a boring fight. He's not about to play with his ass. He better. That's the only way he wins. Don't go out there and try to do fist to cuss with this dude. But I will also say this. I don't know. I look, look. That that fight won't happen until maybe March next year. So we got some time to think about it, but it, it's uh, it's going to be like ask me again in a few months, and I'll tell you who I think wins. Shit, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I think goes win. I, I I don't watch this enough. At this point, I got my own opinions. <laughs> Good, I'm glad, man. <laughs> all right, yo. Well, look, that's about all the time we got today. This is episode three of Guru's Corner this week in boxing. We'll be back here next Tuesday. And we're going to talk some more boxing. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but there's always something to talk about. We might even talk about Brandon Lee. Oh, it's getting through. We might be talking about all kinds of good stuff. Uh, B, let the people know where they can find you real quick. You can find me on Instagram at BCAM, B-C-A-M-M 13, or on Twitter. It's really where I'm active, uh, at My Washed Gospel. Serge, yeah. my guy, thank you for having me. Uh, right. Part of usual, good chat. You know, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have any boxing friends, so I just come here. I get to talk to my friends, so I appreciate it. Listen to the Royal Rundown. rundown. I know you, I know that's coming on next, so I'll see you soon. Man, look at it. Sound like a real, like a channel. We got shit coming up next. <laughs> come, on, yeah, come on now. We, we got a whole, he's a channel guy. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey, appreciate you guys. Love y'all. We will see you next time right here on Guru's Corner. Let them know. Peace.